Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chronic Health. This is season two, and we've taken a little break from the podcast for several months, actually, because we were busy building out and moving into a very new office building, which is very exciting, and uh, our new location in Tattersall Park in Birmingham, Alabama, is fantastic. But we wanted to take time to get settled and to get the lay of the land and get all the wheels in motion before we jumped back into the podcast. So wanted to welcome you back, our amazing listeners, and we want to share uh, an interview for this first episode back. And this is an interview that I did recently with a mentor of mine and great friend, Dr. Joe Borio of Cicero, New York, that is right outside of Syracuse and close to where I went to my undergrad in Rochester, so um, upstate New York. So without further ado, this episode is an interview with Dr. Joe Borio. Welcome back, everybody. I'm with uh, Dr. Joe Borio, who's not only uh, my good friend, uh, but also my mentor and my coach, and has been for three years, but little does Joe know. Um, I've actually been a fan of his for close to 10 years when I first heard him (laughs) on uh, on an interview with another chiropractor who was kind of like interviewing all the the best in, in the field. And that's when I first got my exposure to Joe Borio. So welcome on, Joe. Thank you, Doc. And uh, I kind of wanted to know a little bit about you. I mean, I know your history, um, but I wanted to know for our listeners, what brought you into chiropractic and to become so big in the profession? What what was your origin story? Yeah, so uh, obviously a great question. So uh, I'm the third in line of four kids, um, and my parents are um, from Italy. They came over when they were little, so they're they're pretty much grew up Americanized, if you will, but in the, you know, the Italian kind of family separate from maybe mainstream America, if you will. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, uh, after I was born, I, uh, I was a force at birth. So I had, uh, I was a, a real heavy birth about 12 pounds and, wow. um, I got hung up in the birth canal. They use forceps. Uh, and trying to remove me from mom and, you know, I was already about halfway out. So it was too late to do any type of C-section. So, um, it caused a lot of trauma to my, um, neck and into my face. Um, and they pulled for about 30 minutes. When I came home, I had a lot of bruising. I had what they call Rhinac, which a lot of parents maybe know it as torticollis where your, your head gets kind of stuck to the side. Um, and I just had a lot of health problems. I started to be a sickly kid. Uh, you know, the, the ear infection, the breathing problem, the, the two or three times a year strep throat. Um, and that turned into me starting to have some neurologic issues as the second and third year came. I started being one of those kids that would pound his head up against the wall when they would sit, you know, try to stimulate themselves to some degree. Uh, and then I started having seizures. They started with T-Mall, which meant I would kind of fade out for five to 15 seconds. And then Mm. I started having some intermittent grand mal seizures, uh, that increased both in frequency and intensity. And any parent that has a child, you know, with a grand mal, you can just imagine how 
yeah. the fear in a, in a parent's, you know, eyes to watch your child go through something like that. Yes. And uh, I also had what they call, nowadays they define it as sensory integration. They didn't call it at that, but I remember putting things in my mouth, metal, um, blueberries were a real issue, uh, nuts. Certain foods would feel the texture would almost hurt. It was very strange um, hmm. being touched, hearing certain sounds, very sensitive to light. And then all this was getting progressively worse. My parents had brought me to expert after expert after expert. I, you know, I, I, I was always on three to four prescription drugs. I mean, they changed frequently. And um, so my parents brought me to Rochester. They did a whole bunch of tests. CTs and blood and urine and electrical diagnostics and my parents went back and the doc said hey listen everything pretty much checks out okay um we do see seizure activity so we're going to increase his seizure medication and my parents were really at the end of the rope after that they were really expecting to hear an answer some way to fix me and medically and um and they left that just totally all loss of hope they're like, oh, my God, this kid's getting worse. What are we going to do? Yeah. And my neighbor, Mrs. Nye, uh, Dorothy Nye, her name was, uh, she had five children. They all went to the chiropractor. They were actually from Hawaii. And um, so the husband, Paul, and the, and the wife and all the children went to a chiropractor. So she had said something to my mother, I think, several times prior. But after this, my parents were like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're pretty much at the end of the rope. We're going to try something. So they brought me to this chiropractor near my home, a guy by the name of Dr. Bill Fazier. And it was interesting. I remember some of that moment where my mother was sitting during the exam in history, and he asked my mother about my birth. And my mother got really emotional. She started to cry. And uh, and my dad was there, and he said, geez, you know what, did I do something to upset you? You know, why are you emotional? And she said, you know, you're the first doctor that I even asked that question, let alone gave any significance to it. I've been telling him for the last four years, I think something happened into his neck or his brain or something got messed up is what she said and, and made him sick. And I think that's what happened. I think when they yanked on him, he was 12 pounds, forced at birth and uh, the doctor proceeded to take some x-rays identified in my spine that I had significant misalignment on the base of my skull, obviously the occiput, not that all lay listeners would know what that means, and, and one of the vertebrae in the neck at the top, and uh, the doctor said it was interfering with my my brain, my nervous system, and the, because the brain controls everything, and you press on it, everything's affected. So, And because it's getting worse as the years are going by, that would explain why my my sickness and disease and my neurologic episodes were worsening as well. Yeah. And the only way to take care of it would be to, to reduce the misalignment, to push on it and realign the spine because it had been there for four years and it was sustained under trauma that it was going to take quite a while to do that. So yeah. my parents agreed. They were very excited. I remember they were, they came from a, a family, very natural healing anyways. You know, they, they weren't big fans of, drugging their child and what have you. And she's uh, Dr. Thaser started adjusting me three times a week. I went three times a week for almost six months. Wow. And in the end of six months, I, I am pretty much resolved. I mean, my, wow. my mother said that, you know, I just, I just, and it was slow. I stopped having 
seizures slowly. And, you know, I kind of almost like it started, it went backwards. I stopped having grandma, went to petite ball, and they went away. I stopped getting sickly as frequently. I still got sick, but it was less. I noticed my my eating, my sensory uh, mm. uh, sense to light had really started to come normal. I didn't need sunglasses all the time. Like, yeah. you know, my mother would shade me all the time. Wow. Like, it just slowly went away, and I was little, so I don't remember all of it, but I remember much of it. And uh, uh, and then about six months later, you know, doc, Dr. Davis said, look, you know, just get them in here once a month. And uh, mm. my mother and parents were just so, like, you know thrilled almost both ways doc you know yeah. it was like they expected me to get well so they expected the miracle if you will but then they were still like so oh my god this is you know unbelievable and um so it was life-changing for me my mother tells the story i was playing with my two or my brother my two sisters and my brother hmm. about six months to nine months in and she said in her words there you know i saw a spark about him i saw I saw something in him that wasn't there before, and he became sparkly. Wow! And um, it was interesting that she used that word, those words. So, so in any case, about nine months in, my mother said, "My God, if it's that good for Joey, mm-hmm. and who's sick or was sick, I'm making sure we all go." So my mother made sure uh, that my dad and her and my brother Tony and my two sisters. Every month we went and got adjusted by Dr. Bill Fazier. Yeah. We did that right up and through until uh, he was retired. And then we went to Dr. Boyson, who basically uh, was another doc in the area that, that kind of took over for him. Um, and it was life-changing for me. So so I knew at an early age my parents ran a big, uh, successful restaurant. My brother Tony wanted to take it over. And, and my parents were kind of grooming us to take over the business because yeah. that's the way it is in the Italian family. You know, every Boreo gives the business to the next Boreo. Yeah. And uh, and I didn't want to do it. My parents said, what do you want? What, what do you mean you want to do? What do you want to do? You know? And, yeah. I, and I said, I want to be a carpenter. I want to do what Dr. Thaser did for, wow. for me. And uh, my mother was very supportive. My dad was was not. Mm. But um, but I understand why, you know, as, as I grow up. And uh hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I did. I went on the chiropractic school and uh, got my degree, came back to the town that I grew up in. I'm very near where I grew up. I bought a building from that my dad owned from from my dad. It was yeah. an old house. I converted it into an office. And 29 years later, I'm still, wow. I'm still there doing what I love mm-hmm. because I'm able to do what Dr. Thaser did for me for so many other people. And yeah, and it really shows life. too. I've been to your office twice, and just being in that environment and uh, and soaking up what you do day to day with your patients and and your staff and in your community, it's pretty amazing. And I think you know a lot of people don't have to experience such um, I guess symptoms to benefit the way you did and the way I did. No, Greg. not at all. Um, yeah. But life-changing. So, I mean, you talk about this with your patients probably on day one. How were you born? Do you know uh, the method of, of birth when you were born? Exactly. And And exactly. because you've seen it, obviously you experienced it firsthand. So we do this all yes. the time in our practice. Um, what do you see most commonly with, with your patients? Um, you know, is it occiput, meaning the upper upper skull and atlas, the top of the spine, for most people due to birth injury or are you seeing other things too day to day in your practice? Yeah, I think there's two things that 
I guess what I see most and what I'm most disappointed with, uh, yeah. what I see most is I see upper cervical um, or upper part of the neck mm -hmm. in almost every human being is, if it's not from birth, it's, you know, falling off the changing table or yeah. falling down grandma's stairs or the, you know, the first ride on the bicycle when the, when dad took the training wheels off, you know, the horseback riding, the yeah. snowmobile, the motorcycle, the all of it, you know, we just go through so much trauma. I mean, if we've all seen a child fall and you're like, Oh my God, it's horrific. And then, and then we're like, they get up and they cry and you give them a popsicle and you think you're okay. Yeah. But you know, inside they got, it's like a banana. You'd look at a banana. It looks normal. You feel the banana and you're like, Oh my God, it got, it got traumatized. It's all bruised, but you can't yeah. see it on the outside. So, hmm. so I see that with us as, uh, as humans that we, we, we get a lot of trauma. So that upper part of the neck and the lowest part of the spine, typically mm. the fifth lumbar, is so trash, so traumatized, so so susceptible to injury and so commonly injured that, um, you know, by the time you get 20, you don't stand a chance. I mean, you're 20 years old, you're done. You know, you're, you're looking at 20-year-olds now and you're like, my God, you know, maybe years ago it wasn't as bad. Now you're just, you know, with the phones, the cell phones, yeah. the computers the posture the stress we're under um you know the, these kids don't stand a chance now without care without um, a regular adjusting so what do you yeah. tell like you you uh see it on x-ray you discuss it with your patients what's your your first um i guess um the first thing you want to do with them well first i i think the most important thing in in topic Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really important that a patient understands why we're doing what we're doing and what's yeah. wrong with them inside. Mm -hmm. I think we're so thick. We're so used to, Hey, this is where I heard outside. As soon as that's gone, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Where I think they need to understand, look, you got to look inside your body. And we do that with x-ray and some other tests yeah. as I know you do. Mm -hmm. So now let's look inside you now, just like a heart doctor, right? I'm going to look, I may feel great, but I got a three R three shot. I could be a cancer doctor. I could feel great. And have three tumors in my chest or breast or prostate or uterus or whatever. So, mm. so first we got to look inside and they need to understand what's wrong and why it's wrong um, because they can feel great and really be sick. And then secondly, they need to understand just like orthodontics, hey, this is the process to get that better. And then thirdly, they have to understand that my most important job is once I get you well to keep you well. So they need to understand that that they got sick because they didn't take care of it. And yeah. we don't want to go back to not taking care of it. So now, hey, now that you're better, and maybe that's six months, maybe it's a year, maybe it's a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But hey, listen, once you're well, the goal here is then to get in periodically to stay well. Because if not, everything we just took care of or something more serious is going to develop within your body. So. Agreed. So if you had a, a, a chance to talk to the world and explain you know, what, what you can do to change things in their health. What, what would you say if you had that, uh, that platform right now? Yeah, I think the, the sadness, which I was leading to before, I mm -hmm. think as a culture, we're taught survive rather than thrive. Mm -hmm. We're taught settle rather than flourish. Yeah. And I think you get so used to, you know, we, we talk about that zero to 10 pain scale. You get so used to a five that that becomes the zero. Right. That's normal, quote unquote. And and we, so we get we think having a headache, having menstrual pain, having infertility, having digestive trouble, having back aches, you know, feeling kind of lousy 
is normal and we settle for that when really what your body's saying is not only is that that normal, it's it's actually crying to you that look at you need to take better care of me. I mean, I, I use that example all the time, as you know, but if I saw a plant that wasn't well, you know, I wouldn't give it Advil. I'm not saying surgery never has a place, but I certainly wouldn't do surgery. I, I would I would look at the plant and say, the only reason that plant's sick is, is not being properly taken care of. So if I take better care of the plant, it's going to thrive and flourish. So if, mm-hmm. I, if I look at me and go, wow, I'm not doing so great, you know, it's not from a lack of Advil or antibiotics, not that they don't have a place or surgery. Mm-hmm. It's because I'm not taking proper care of myself. And I think where we've lost where we've lost our way is we've lost the idea that your body inherently is designed to be well. Yes. And if you tend after it in a way, it will do miraculous things. And that one of the, that getting adjusted and, and having your spine looked after and checked out is a requirement and a necessity in order to stay well, where we look at it sometimes as a treatment for a ache or pain or, mm. a, or, or maybe even a luxury because, you know, you need to have money in order to do it. Um, but neither of those are accurate and getting adjusted and having your spine looked at is absolutely essential if you're yes. going to expect to live longer and a great quality life right. uh, and if you're not doing right. that you're you're and most people aren't unfortunately the you know, when we talk about disability just take disability take take chiropractic off this table mm-hmm. the number one disability in the world mm-hmm. not in the u.s not in your state not in your town mm-hmm. the number one disability in the world is spine yeah the number one so it's just that alone it screams for a body part that is being significantly neglected. And then we know scientifically that the nerves communicate through the spine. Yeah. So if the spine is the number one disability, the number one area of the body that's, that's disabled, well, then we know that the nerves are being compromised and we know that your brain sends life through the nerves. The only way your liver knows what to do is through the nerves that go through your spine. So as the spine gets sick, you get sick. And that's the, that's the real message. As your spine gets neglected, you get sick because you're neglecting it. As your spine gets sick, you get sick. Mm. And if we can get that message across to the world that getting adjusted isn't necessarily just for I don't feel good, getting adjusted and tending after your spine like you tend after healthy teeth, tending after a healthy spine is important and requirement, but it's also good for you. Getting adjusted is like drinking a great green shake or going for a great workout. It's literally something that's, so essential and good for you that it it has an effect to change your life and and the quality of your life as well as everyone you come in contact with for the rest of your life. Here, here, wow! Always so inspired by Dr. Borio. This is uh, such an honor. So um, I really thank you. Uh, when you were telling your story, it, it reminded me uh, of my college days because I went to school in Rochester, New York. So. Um, you know, you started with your health care issues uh, in Rochester. Yes, I had some health Rochester. issues in Rochester <laughs> myself. <Yeah. laughs> had too much fun. Uh, but we'll talk about that another time. Um, Dr. Joe, I thank you so much for being on this uh, episode, Please. and I look forward to talking to you further. Always inspired and appreciative. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Dr. Lee, real quick. Uh, also, I just want to let your listeners know that uh, 
you were recognized this past week uh, being part of a group of other colleagues um, and held out as, as being recognized and awarded as Chiropractor of the Year. And um, I think your listeners should know that not only for what you do for them and what you do for your profession and what you do with your other colleagues and a representation of their profession that is really something that should be held up as an ideal to others to aspire yeah. to. So I thank wanted you. them to know that and I want to thank you and I'm your friend first and, and the real you. honor is my friendship with you. So thank oh, you. So much appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Borio. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you guys listening to this episode and I bid you adieu for the week. I wish you wellness, health, and all things natural. In the next coming weeks, we will start introducing some of our new staff. We have three new staff members that joined us in the office at Greystone Chiropractic. I'm excited to get their take on our uh, way of doing things and health and wellness in the community today and in the world and just get some uh, new uh, insight. So I'm excited to share all this with you this season and we'll see you on the next episode. Say